into the online broadcast network. After Buzz TV, over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! More love. We need more love, ladies and gentlemen. Like, the organ's supposed to come in. You know what I'm saying? Too. I mean, it's, it's, it's coming. It's jazzy. It's, it's jazzy. coming. Yeah. I like that kick drum. You know? Mm. For real. Ladies and gentlemen, we want to welcome you to the Preachers of Detroit after show. What you're listening to is Miss Erica Campbell with More Love. Make sure you check out her new album, Help 2.0. Um, that's what this song is on. Also, you want to make sure that you tune in um, to us and subscribe uh, to youtube.com backslash afterbuzz and subscribe to our YouTube channel as well as SoundCloud. I am your host, Lim Gonzalez, and you can find me on social media at The Poet Saint, and that's on Twitter and Instagram. Next to me is Brother Deacon Patrick Paul. <laughs> amen, Saints, amen. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me at Patrick Paul at Yahoo and Instagram and Twitter, y'all know where to find me. Patrick Paul, P A T R I C no K, P A T R I C no K. Patrick Paul, Paul at my Twitter. Yeah, and the choir director <laughs> all around the end, uh, Pastor Gary, Gary Thomas. <laughs> you guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter at I am Gary Thomas, and of course I am Gary Thomas dot com. Word. Welcome back. Yeah, thanks. Welcome back, it's man. good to be back. I man. missed y'all last week. You're looking good, you know, man. But y'all, You're looking good. Y'all held it down. You know, you know, we trying to. We, it's the it's the season finale. Oh, okay. It's the season finale. We, we gotta come. We gotta come oh, correct so for the season finale. Show out. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. I did, but That's... you know, we always, did. you know, I have to say, Gary, you 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 get the wardrobe of the year. Of the year. I mean, we you did come correct every time. I was fleek. Is that, what <laughs> Is that the word you use? He was on fleek. <laughs> I know I gotta be on fleek. Gotta be on fleek. <laughs> Best dress yeah, of the year. Exactly. That's it. Best dress of the show. Gary Thomas, worship leader extraordinaire. Whoa, whoa. So anyway, um, this is the season finale. It is. Um, it's, it's kind of a bittersweet thing. You know what I'm saying? Because this is a dope show. But, you know, based on how it ended, it's going to be another season. I'm just putting that out there. I mean, we're hey. not doing predictions now. Look at you. But I'm just saying. I like um, it. But I, I thought it was interesting that um, the entire show was centered around Corletta and Gil. Bishop. I mean, you know, these are, of My course, Gary's favorite people. Um, but I, I thought it was interesting that they tie that in. And we knew uh, that throughout the show, you could see that they would always hit that. That was always something that they would go to um, when Gil was out of town. Mm-hmm. Then it was, you know, about Corletta and their relationship. And then when Gil was in town, he would be talked to several people about it. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it was good that they fused it, you know, and kind of got. I wish there was a better resolution. Mm. Um, with it because I really hoped I mean we talked to Corletta on a couple of different occasions yes. you know throughout this uh, the season and um, I was hoping you know based on what she told us that it was going to be some good you know because she was smiling well, you need a she cliffhanger. You yeah. need a cliffhanger. So it's TV. It's yeah. TV. Yeah. You want to end on a note because you want people to tune in and find out what happened. And I'm ready, right? <laughs> Obviously, but um, you know, it is what it is. But let's get into it. Uh, it starts off actually with Corletta uh, and uh, Shannon, who's Corletta's daughter, Step- and uh, mm-hmm. talking about Gilbert, uh, who is her stepfather. Um, and it's interesting that 
this has been something that seems to have been brewing for some time. You know, yeah, yeah. they've been together for years. Uh, Gil 29. has been in and out 29 years. Yeah. Gil has been in and out. Of course, we know because uh, and I, I, I like the fact that uh, Bishop Vaughn did tell uh, the people about what happened when she was talking mm-hmm. to the Shelbys. Mm-hmm. And she kind of broke it down what she told us in our one-on-one yeah. interview uh, about, you know, kind of why he's tied to where he's at. Yeah. You know, North Carolina. You mm-hmm. know, he was sick. She took the, you know, what was it? Uh, she uh, took a sabbatical. A sabbatical uh, 18 months, uh, yeah. to be exact, to take care of Gil. Um, let him recover. She went back to Detroit. That's her assignment. He you know? sent her back. He yeah. said, you know, you got to go back to your assignment. Right. Plus, you know, Holy exactly. Ghost was... Um, falling apart right. at the time. Right. They lost a lot of the congregation. Right. And right. she did, that came up in, uh, when she was discussing that with her staff. And everyone uh, else. Her clergy and, you know, saying, you know, this is what happened when I left the last time. Yeah. You know, it went down to less than 100 people. Yeah. Uh, so, of course, she came back, you know, to rebuild her ministry, but Gil was then still there, you know, recovering. And finally, it took him some time, but he finally started coming back to Detroit. But his heart was still there. And we learned more, which I thought was interesting. And I want to know kind of your take on this is when she was talking about it, I believe it was to the Shelby's when she kind of had the moment and, and they were praying for her, mm-hmm. but she was saying about how Gil is very tied to his family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, she doesn't think it has to do with necessarily a, a woman on the side, but it's the fact that the way he is with his immediate family, his siblings, his, you know what I'm saying, his nieces and nephews, all of that that's going on. And that's what's the one that's keeping him there to the tune that instead of what the Bible says, you know, when you get married, you cleave to your husband or wife, wife yeah. you just, you know. I'm paraphrasing, but it's like he's cleaving to the family and not to his wife. What is your take on that? First of all, I almost did a Shondo with an <laughs> apostle. Shelby broke out in the tongue oh, in the oh, restaurant. He, oh, he's he, he, he had a praise it. going on yeah, that was, was not it. about to stop. He was no cornbread it. was about to stop that praise. <laughs> that made it real for me. Oh, it, so real. I was, I mean, and I was waiting for that too because again, this is the preachers of about Detroit. Time. These are spirit filled preachers. Yeah, Let's keep time. it real. Mm-hmm. Like, when are we going to see them really break out and, and yeah. get some serious and prayer going on? And to me, in that moment, that's what it was. I mean, the best, it was like one of the best moments. When he was praying for her in tongues, I prayed right along with him Word. because I, I want the best for Corletta. You know, I want the best for her, but it's gonna be the but best you can tell that, that that Pastor Don Shelby was serious about his feelings and what mm-hmm. he thought about it and then he began to pray for her and pr- and, and I prayed right along with him. Mm-hmm. And I, I was so glad that he brought that out. That made the show real for me as far as all the foolery and all the things that's going on with the preachers of LA, preachers of, of Atlanta, preachers, preachers of whatever you want, whatever mm-hmm. city it is. Mm-hmm. That made it real for me that mm-hmm. he started speaking in tongues and praying for her in tongues, put his hands on her and wished Laid her the best. Hands mm-hmm. on her. Yeah, I, I love that. I love that. Well, I but, thought it was it was a great um, it was a great kind of coming around moment because if you think about was the first or second episode was when they had the powwow at Bishop Ellis' house, yeah. and that's when they kind of got into the you know the the kind of the discussion where you know he said uh, you know women have a place in my ministry. Of course, Bishop Vaughn didn't take to that lightly, right. and she said, well, "What are you talking about place?" So it was kind of like they were at odds initially. Because of Bishop Vaughn's stance, you know, she's been through it with being a female bishop. Yeah. You know, she's kind of been through the ringer. You know that's a soft spot with her. Yeah. So the fact that he was sticking to that. And then even, you know, the fact that, you know, what happened with her and his wife in the last episode, uh, when they were going kind of they, at it. They and, felt you know, attacked. Yeah. And so yeah. uh, the bottom line for it to come full circle, and now he's defending her. I, I just it. want to say, look at God. You know I, what I'm saying? I just it. look at what God can do when people, you know, can 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 really take away, you know, the titles and take away that That's, and just go to the heart. Because the only thing they're arguing about is religion, which is mm-hmm. the most irrelevant part of being spiritual. God mm-hmm. never asked us to know religion. He asked mm-hmm. us to know him. Yeah, so yeah. that's just irrelevant. So it was good to see that there's there's similarities 
in life came together. Right. They were just being humans and you know just being people of God. And right. I'm glad I'm glad Bishop Corletta decided to entrust them with her her personal life and mm-hmm. not just talk about their last encounter. Uh, but she really entrusted them to mm-hmm. give her some counsel. And not only that, she got extra. She got prayer. Mm-hmm. She she got uh, Don Shelby being a man to go speak with Gil. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you're going to tell us that. Listen. Oh, yeah. Don, I love that. Don held no punches back in that I was going to get to that, but we can we can yeah. talk about that right yeah. now. We yeah. can talk we, about that now. I just wanted your take because, of course, this is a situation where she gave him permission. Yeah. You know, she said, he said, you know, do you want me to talk to him? You yeah. know, she asked him. He said, absolutely, I would love for you to talk to yeah. him. Because the bottom line is, and, you know, we also, it was... um uh, I'm trying to think, uh, 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 Clark, Dorinda Clark's husband had talked to him as well. Yeah. You know, it wasn't, it was kind of a more informal get to know conversation. This was like, I need to tell you something, brother, because yeah. your wife is hurting. And he, and he came, and he came with it, and he came with some strong authority yeah. in talking to him. And it was a situation where I just wanted to take from you, do you think that that was an appropriate conversation that he had um, with him? It was an appropriate conversation to be had with him. I'm not sure if it should have came from um, Pastor Shelby because uh-huh. he doesn't really know him like that. Right. You know, it was it, it. He might have been more receptive of the conversation if it came from someone who he entrusted and who right. kind of knew mm-hmm. Bishop better. and had respect for. Yeah, him. but I respected his his point of view because he's been married and he he saw. What Bishop was going through, a he good felt marriage. it. Mm-hmm. You know, he felt it himself. He used his discernment when he had the conversation with her, and when he had the conversation with you know Gil. But it just may have not been the right person. That's kind of why I think uh, Gil was on the de- defense a little bit mm-hmm. in the conversation because he's like, you know, you can't tell me, you know, what I've learned in this twenty eight years, twenty eight right. years from this woman, and what you saw in one, one night. You know, yes, so right. I think it was a great conversation, and he should have heard it, but it just may have not came for the right person. That's why he was so much on the fence. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was basically speaking. From Corletta's point of view, and he he spoke well, and he made a lot of valid points mm-hmm. to where Gil really didn't answer them, but he didn't like he said he didn't really have to answer to almost a stranger to him. Right. So I I actually felt some type of way that you know when that conversation took place, I was thinking, and Gil's you know having empathy for him, mm-hmm. like she's going around saying the D word, which is divorce right. to to folks and. And we haven't had that talk yet. Mm-hmm. And they did have it at the end, but they haven't had that talk yet. So for a total stranger, I would say, to talk to you about the D word with my wife that I've known for 29 plus years, mm-hmm. probably felt he, he probably felt some type of way about that. Well, and then I think, too, I don't think that she's necessarily tried to keep things from him. I think it's it's kind of like you're at a wit's end. Because in her situation, here is Gil, who she loves dearly, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he basically continues to to leave and be gone. Um, I, I I was surprised. I mean, I know that he'd been doing that for years, but the one year where he was away, he only came one time in that year. In twelve months, yeah. he visited so once says, in Detroit. Yeah. She, wait a minute. Bishop did go off a little bit, uh, just a little bit. You can, Not you a little bit, a lot Bishop. of it. No, I mean, Bishop what, is right. from the D. No, you she, see Bishop from the D. Yeah, but that's but too she, bad. She, she that's has too bad. Some, some, some she's losing real her attitude. Well, of course. I mean, that's at the end. But I'm that's just saying, the, the way she... she some of the stuff she was saying not was true, but like kind of not relatable because she was like, you know, when you do come in, he was like, you know, we never spend time together. Right. And she's like, you don't ever have, have a plan. Exactly. But at the same time, you got to be cohesive in making time for each other. But at the same time, she's right. like, I got to pay bills. Right. So if you come here without a plan, you just popping up for one or two days. I can't just stop like, the listening. What are you going to do? We got to pay bills here and there. 
Well, I, I want to go back to what you were talking about because I think that the reason why she was bringing that up to other people other than Gil, and we don't know, again, this is editing, this is TV, so we don't yeah. know what they talked about prior, what they're showing us, but if that is the case, I think it's a situation, like I said, where it's frustration. Here she is. She wants to talk to Gil. If Gil is unre- is not responsive... She, he's, she says he's not you know what I'm saying? Type he, he's not re- So it's like if he tries to bring it up, he just walks out or he just shuts down, then it's like, well, who else do I talk to? Okay. You know, I'm frustrated. I want my marriage to work i want to be married and i love this man and i want this man to be here okay she could have confided in 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 personal people with her Mm -hmm. but she spoke to the stepdaughter she spoke to which is her daughter she spoke to the church Mm -hmm. she spoke to the shelby's Mm -hmm. and then she spoke to him i didn't like that order well again like i said that's what they showed us so we can't i don't want to go too far on that but again, if that was the case, I'm well, sure I'm just that watching they, the show from front right, to finish like right. everyone else. I'm not right. thinking about editing. I'm thinking about how I watched it. Well, I mean, they're going to show it that way because they want to show you their situation at the end okay. because they needed to end it that way. That's TV. All I'm saying is I'm sure that they discussed. I don't know necessarily they, they said the D word in the discussion or mentioned divorce, but they did mention that we've seen previously okay. where she was like, OK, are you alluding to it? exactly yeah. what, what do you still want to be together? I mean, these are things that have come up. Yeah. So yeah, well, I don't think it's a situation I'm, she was just trying to, you know, out bill uh, out Gil. I'm not saying I'm not saying he was blindsided by the conversation. The conversation right. was there. It's been there for a long time. And right. I'm happy that it finally came out. Mm-hmm. So from his position, I was almost disappointed, though. Almost disappointed because this at the, end of, at the has, end of that conversation, gonna, it sounded like he was willing to work things out. Why? Where was your scruples at working it out in the last thirteen years? <laughs> yeah, and I mean, come on now. Just because now she's kind of she's confronting you, and now mm-hmm. you, you're saying, "Okay, I'm willing to do." She's always been willing to work it out because you know she didn't divorce your tail yet. But I told you in predictions like three, three, four weeks ago, Guild has something. He sounds like he has something else that's holding him down in North he Carolina. Want to be and she explained that. And, she explained that, and and he's trying to allude to it as well. He's mm-hmm. like, you know what? If you just trust me, right? And now I'm looking like. I'm going to trust you, too. Then right. it, it better be a good trust. It better be well, something that's really holding you there. And if it's not, then something needs well, to change. Well, he doesn't want to live in Detroit. So I, I understand that they're saying, you know, they're basically going to wait till she's retired. Mm-hmm. You know how long and that's going to be. Bishop is, no, Bishop is the oldest one on the on the show. Okay. So she may not have a, a great heap of time in ministry left. And she's waiting. You know, God may tell her that her assignment is over at Holy Ghost Cathedral. You know, it might, might be, be over. Her. So we don't know what's going to happen. But she's saying, you know, I'm willing to have this long distance relationship, but we have to work out mm-hmm. the, the details of this. You can't she come even, home. And she did like say, she said, it's not that you're in, you know, that you're out there. It's no. not, that's not it. It's that you don't want to be here. It's it's she the said, feeling. It's you don't make acting like you don't make provisions and you're acting like you're, that's yeah. what I'm saying and I didn't think that's the part it's not she's not mad at him and doing what he does they've made it work for this long no I think that was just her woman part talking I don't think that she I, I'm I'm definitely not believing that she really would be okay with it being the same as, as it's well, been well no she doesn't want it to be the same like that's it's, I think it's different to, from the desire be, she want him there she wants she more, her, her, more. her she preference wants him would be more. for him to live there just like anybody that's okay. married you want to be living with your spouse. Yeah. I mean, let's keep it real. Yeah. It's so, a- but I think because of who he is and how he operates, knowing she doesn't think that he's with anybody else. I, I don't know. She, she brought she it up. She brought she it up, it. but that's just a that's just a thing she mentioned. All I'm saying is that would be a thing all of us would mention. All of us would think the same thing. Like, why aren't you there with your wife? Why he might have someone else? Well, she that's said that why, to the Shelby's. I'm not really confident in that little I think story. that was yeah. in her heart too. <laughs> 
Well, a real question. All, all, I guess all I'm saying is that she's she's done. She's dealt with a lot with him and given him a lot of you know leeway in what he's doing. But it's like she's not giving that. He's not giving that to her in return. And I think that's where the divide is. Okay. So I believe I believe you know, he's not giving it. And yeah. He's not giving his time. He's not mm-hmm. there. But like he said, he said even when I am here, mm-hmm. I'm not getting time with you because you're doing this. Because you just pop up, so ain't got no plan. <laughs> but neither does she. You just ain't gonna come in and do it. But, he but said, I gotta pay these bills and expect me to drop everything. And that's understandable but the marriage the marriage gotta come first at one point or another right. okay so if you're coming in town you're like you and know, you know I'm in town for two days then give me my two days then tell me what we gonna do it doesn't matter we can just lay <laughs> up together said, tell me we gonna have date night or whatnot like don't just come in well, here yeah. I'm just gonna stop come on now do I have to have a plan if I'm only in town for two days well, of the yes. year <laughs> You better yes. you thing, you, stop dropping yes. roll and let stop me have that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I well I'll put it like this. Um like this you know, however they finish taping this, I yeah. think that they're in a better place based I do on too. what oh, we yeah, talked yeah, about. Yeah, I do too. So I, I think it's I, gonna I be interesting to see uh what happens in the next season, you know, yeah. when that happens and yeah. kinda see how they go. Um but you know, at the end of the day, you know, they're two, you know, individuals that, you know, are and somewhat stubborn. You yeah. know, they're both, you know, they like what they want and they want to yeah. do what they want. And so when you get those two people together, I mentioned when we were interviewing her about my grandfather that when my grandmother moved uh to uh Northern California from Southern California, mm-hmm. he was stubborn. He didn't want to leave yet because he didn't want to leave his friends and he didn't want to leave his 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 arrangement that he had going on and his routine that he did. So it took him like a whole year for him to finally be like, okay, and then move to Northern California. Okay, so man. he was just being stubborn, you yeah. know, and, and that's just kind of part of it. But anyway, I think huh? that I think they both love each other and they both want it to work. And so I saw I, love there. I pray that it, it does. And I believe that again, as we talk to her, I, agree I think you. it's working out. I, I want to I want to move on okay. um, to uh, the shindig that uh, the Ellis is <laughs> wait, a minute. Oh. wait a minute. This shindig was a shindig. Right? right? Yeah. Bartenders. I think they had valet. They had valet. Yeah. This well, was, everybody was dressed up, up, looking nice. Yeah. Wait a was, minute. My what? praise hand went up when Evangelist sang that note. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. you know what? You know that was coming from somewhere deep. Yeah. Deep. That was yeah. coming Way from somewhere deep. Well, I mean, I, I like Corletta could blow a little bit too. Yeah. Yeah. She could yeah. blow it in yeah. too. Yeah. But you know what? Who who was there? And who knows about what went on? Talk to me. Is Miss Kira Ellis? Kira, are you with us? I am. Hi. Hey. Hey. Welcome to the show, Kiara. Thank you so much for calling in. First of all, this is Lamb. We've been discussing. I'm so glad you've called. I also want to introduce you to my co-hosts. Uh, we have Patrick and we have uh, my boy Gary. Can you say hi to them? Hi. How are you guys doing? Hi. Thank you so much for calling in. Uh, Kiara, before we even start, I'm gonna go ahead and um, contact you so you all can invite me to the next party <laughs> because um, I'm gonna need to be on the guest list for y'all having shindigs like that. Now that's that was Gary speaking, so you can go ahead and invite him. So, uh, Kiara, we we just started talking about uh, this this party that was thrown at your parents' house, um, and we were just mentioning about how amazing it looked. Um, can you just since you were there, can you just kind of tell us was it a situation where your parents just wanted to do this? I know that in watching the previous uh, show, which was the Preacher of L.A., they had an event where all of them, all the pastors came together. And I noticed that they did this as well. Was that part of the show doing this or was this something your parents really wanted to do from the bottom of their heart? Um, It was a little bit of both. I mean, uh, they wanted to get everyone together. And, of course, you know, my dad, as you've uh, been watching the show, he's been kind of the mediator to, you know, bring everybody back together. He's very good at reconciling Mm -hmm. things and people. So he's just been doing that. So we were like, what, you know, better place than to do it at our house and have a big party. And our house is a party house. 
So, I mean, on TV, I'm like, wow. I, I mean, <laughs> living in my house, I guess I'm used to it. But, like, watching right. it on TV, I'm like, wow, our house is kind of big. So, uh, <laughs> so, I'm like, it's perfect for a party. So, definitely, um, we had the party here. It was a lot of fun. I was, I was kind of mad that they didn't show more of the party because mm-hmm. it was so much fun. I mean... Just when they show all of us singing, I mean, everybody did that. I mean, and really? my brother, we can't sing at all, so we talked. <laughs> you look you know, good, though. You know that. They lengthened, they lip sang. Yeah. It was just so much fun. It was just so many things. Nikki sang. During wow. the Sun J. Cole, wow. oh, wow. he sang. I mean, it was just so much fun. It was hilarious. I would, wow. th- I would think so. That's just like my family house. We do. That's as Patrick speaking with you, by the way. Yeah, our family do the same thing. Everybody can sing. Everybody can preach. But I wanted to ask you a question. Do outside of the show, do you hang out with any one of the cast members? Um, me and Nikki from the show, we got really close. So I was just with her um, last week. We had lunch. So I do hang out with Nikki outside mm-hmm. the show. Oh, and Mr. Bomb is cool. Um, I'm actually speaking at her church next week. So, oh, okay. Oh, um, nice. You know, the that is, kind of thing. You know, you build, you know, those little relationships. But me and Nikki got really close from, you know, doing the show together. That's awesome. I think that you are my favorite PK because you're like the chameleon. You're like, get along with oh, everybody. You, you. you reach out to everybody. <laughs> like, you just have the, the most warming personality compared to everyone else. And you're just a great, oh, you're a great reflection of your, your parents, too. Oh, thank you. Um, Kara, I wanted to kind of, um, you know, get into kind of your part in the show and kind of how things went. Um, there was a few things that I, I, re- I want to kind of go back to the scene that we saw a few episodes ago when you guys all, all the PKs decided to go bowling. They tried to comfort you. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't having it. They tried to comfort you and I wasn't and having so, it. <laughs> oh, the infamous bowling scene. Yeah, the, the infamous, infamous bowling, bowling scene. scene. <laughs> right. So obviously you, I see you there. You were there with Nikki. You're there with the Shelby five. Uh, you guys are all, and, and it seemed like you guys kind of, some of you had just met at that point in time you hadn't really seen uh, some of you before so you kind of met for the first time you wanted to get together um and then it seemed like it kind of turned into you know one side versus the other mm. when it came to like roles yeah. in the church and things like that it, uh, it seemed like it was like team nikki and Sierra, right yeah. um it was just kind of like a difference of opinion mm-hmm. and you know you Hello? You know. Oh, okay. Okay. Am I still here? Well, okay, uh, you're, you're going, going in and out. out. You, yeah, cut out a little bit. Uh, oh, so finish I'm what sorry. you were saying. You said, um, you know, go can, stick with your Can you guys yeah. hear me now? Yes. 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 Okay. Um, and my dog is here, too. So if you hear somebody barking, that's just <laughs> Okay. It's all right. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. My mom is out sound, so now I'm the person that he follows around the house. Oh, okay. 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 So, yeah, I'm his new mommy while my mom's gone. Got it. So, um... Yeah, it was kind of that kind of thing. And my whole take on it was, um, I'm not going to, I'm down for a Christian man. Don't get me wrong. I definitely would love to be in a relationship with a Christian man. But my whole purpose was, I'm my point, they didn't show what I said. My whole thing is, I'm not going to just discredit somebody because they're not saved. Uh, to me, I, I don't think that that's fair. If they have a great character, if they respect my Christian beliefs, if they're open to going to church with me uh-huh. and learning about God, uh-huh. then I'm okay with that. I don't know that I would necessarily marry somebody that's not saved. Right. That's a whole different thing. Sure. But I'm open to dating somebody because I don't know that I might have been put in their path to introduce them to God. They mm-hmm. might not have found another church that they like until they came to Greater Grace Temple. Amen. So I'm not going to credit somebody because it's a lot of people in church that you can't have good character. Mm-hmm. They're saved, 
But their character is all out of whack. Right. So I'm not going to discredit somebody and say, oh, well, because I was born in church. I was born and my dad was a minister and he was a pastor. So I was born into this. Mm -hmm. Somebody else, you know, might not have been born into that. And I don't know that, you know, meeting me is their way to, you know, getting close to God. So I'm definitely not going to say, oh, because you don't go to church because you're not saved. I can't date you. I don't think that's that fair, right. in my opinion. I didn't. I didn't like when the Shelby's tried to come for you about not wanting to. They, they kind of made it seem like you weren't trying to build your father's church, like you didn't want to work there all the time. Which I can believe yeah. you're saying because you yeah. you want to be your own person. Yeah, it was kind of. Yeah, it was kind of taken out of context with that. And my whole thing with that, I'm glad I had this platform where I can explain what I meant. I was saying that. To me, my dad was called to be a pastor. I was born as a PK. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I'm still going to have my friends. I work. I'm a senior sales director with Mary Kay. I earned a free car and everything Mm. with Mary Kay. So I have a business. I don't want to be at church every day, all day. Don't get me wrong. I do do certain things in my ministry, but I might not be as involved as the average PK. And that's okay. I don't Mm -hmm. think because you are a PK, you're obligated to be at your church every day, all day. Mm-hmm. And I have PK friends, and I've known, you know, through other PK events that I've been to, mm-hmm. that PKs feel like they're obligated to be at church. So when right. they go to college and they go away, they rebel, and, you know, they do other things for an outlet because church is the only thing that they know. Right. So my thing is, I'm just going to have a balance. And I'm not just going to serve in all 300 ministries at Greater Great Temple <laughs> because I'm the pastor's daughter. Word. Yeah. If I'm a servant, I'm going to do it with a genuine heart. I'm not going to be like, God, I'm serving because you know I'm the pastor's daughter and I feel like I'm obligated. Yeah, exactly. That's not even genuine to yeah. me. Right. It, wouldn't, it wouldn't be coming from the heart. So You're that absolutely was my right. whole thing is when I serve, I'm going to serve with a genuine heart and I'm right. going to be a part of a ministry that I feel passionate about. And I'm actually working now to start a couple of ministries at my church. Work. So I'm going to do things that I'm passionate about mm-hmm. and not just be a part of the 300 ministries because of my dad's pastor. Right. Word. Well, I, I can definitely relate, uh, Kiara, because I am a PK as well. So when I saw that kind of, uh, you know, that scene happen with the bowling, I was like, oh man, they speak in my language. I wish they were like, because I've been through that too. And, and people thinking that you need to, to be there all the time. And, you know, I do other mm-hmm. things and it's like, well, why wouldn't you hear it on Sunday? And I was like, well, I was doing something else. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm not going to be there every day of the week or every, you know what I'm saying? So, I appreciate mm-hmm. that you kind of stood your ground on that and kind of, and I wish that mm-hmm. they gave you more airtime to kind of really tell. And that's why I'm glad you're on the show because obviously you can kind of speak your truth about that. Um, I, I did want to mention also, I, I kind of wanted to ask about the Shelby's themselves because we've seen kind of, you know, them, their journey throughout the show and a lot of their, you know, belief system, you Keep know, it kind of, it, <laughs> Keep it you know, them being, you know, uh, you know <laughs> to, with their pastor and with their father, who's their pastor and kind of how they associate themselves with them and the ministry do you think that in your opinion in watching the entire season do you think that they were portrayed correctly or do you think that there were some things missed with them um to be honest i don't really know them like that okay so um i can't really give an opinion one way or the other mm-hmm. so how you guys were getting to know them on screen that's how i was getting to know them too. Oh, okay i didn't know them before the show and, if, gotcha. and, and since that this is patrick asking you a next question uh what did you <laughs> think I, I got to because she don't remember me y'all. oh God. listen <laughs> help us jesus kiera i want to you ask, guys are so I, I want to ask you uh, about courtney what did you think about Courtney at the time you met her? And then after seeing the show, what do you think about, you know, all that little drama with that going on with Courtney, Shelby? Um, I think after finding out what happened, now I understand why she's a little more passionate about ministry, I guess. Uh-huh. And why she's like, ministry is, you know, everything. And, you know, that's why she does ministry 24-7, because I guess 
you know, she went through her rebellious stage. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, she wants to just stay closer to ministry, I guess, to keep her on the right path. That's kind of what I got from it. And I admire that. I think that's awesome. Right. Okay. Well, here, um, got one more question before you, before we let you go. I want to kind of, um, uh, talk about, uh, you know, the ministry that was actually, uh, you started, um, and you talked about it at, uh, one of the, uh, events that we saw on the show, uh, about the fathers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really want you to really bring some light to that and, um, you know, any information you can give about that, cause I thought that was really great. And I think that's well needed, you know, not only, I'm sure, in the city that you're in, but I think nationwide. Mm-hmm. Um, the Princess Mentality, yeah, I, um, it just kind of hit me, um, I, you know, I go to Greater Grace, and I sit on the second row with my mom, and I, I'm a part of certain ministries at my church, but I'm like, you know, little girls in my church love me, and it wasn't mm-hmm. until my dad, right, so my kids, because our church is large, and so, you know, you have, like, your group of people, everybody knows me, right. obviously, but it's, you know, certain people that I talk to, and, you know, hang out with, and I know people by faith, but... Um, I didn't know how much like little girls in my church loved me, and it wasn't until my dad was like, "Yeah, I told them they can have a sleepover." I was like, "A sleepover? Right? Are you are you signing me up for a sleepover?" <laughs> so um, I wanted to just be more than, "Oh, Kiera is so fabulous. Kiera dress is so cute, mm-hmm. and you know, Kiera is a great businesswoman." I wanted to be more than that, so I wanted little girls to have something where they can talk to me and I can pour into them and they can kind of hear my heart instead of just saying, oh, my pastor's daughter, like, she's cute, she dresses cute. Mm-hmm. I admire her because she's so fashionable. Mm-hmm. And so it was just one day I was just praying and the Lord gave that to me and I was just really, really passionate about that because um, I have my dad in my life and then I have my uncle mm-hmm. who um, is my mom's sister's husband and they don't have kids, so they kind of, you know, adopt me as right. their child. So I have, like, two dads and I love that. And, you know, it's just certain things that my uncle has instilled in me and poured into me. And, I mean, my dad is like, I don't want you dating. So we don't yeah. talk about dating. <laughs> my uncle, whenever I go on a date, That's he's right. like, did he do this? Did he looks like a whole checklist right. of, of things that my uncle. And I was just like, Lord, you love me so much that you gave me two dads. Right. And oh, I just man. can't imagine girls who don't have anybody. Mm-hmm. And so I know just from friends that I've had and just things that you see on the news of you know, girls who don't have dads in their life, they look for that father figure in a man, and sometimes guys take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. And so you see girls getting pregnant or they're in abusive relationships, and I really wanted to do something to help girls with that. And so finding their own identity, finding their purpose, and if you don't have a daddy, Jesus is your daddy. Wow. Even when you do right. have a daddy, Jesus is your daddy. Amen. So right. just looking to him to fill those voids instead of looking to man and finding your own identity and purpose, because when you know who you are, then no guy just be like you cute and be like okay right i'm about to have sex with you mm-hmm. why he even told you you were cute yeah. I don't mean nothing. <laughs> so i really am passionate about that and i didn't even know because i'm still working on that right and so i'll probably launch it in 2016 i didn't know that it was going to blow up as big as it did oh, wow. once it hit the show wow. yeah and i guess naive of me but <laughs> so <laughs> you know, has, has, i didn't really know you know certain things you film they didn't show, so I didn't really know how that was going to go. Word. So has the show really changed your life? Have you noticed a change since the show aired? How people treat you, and um, you know, strangers and people in your church? People at church, no. Like, Greater Grace is just like, you, Kiara, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, if people at church, they're just like, oh, I saw you on TV, you were so yeah. cute, that kind of thing. But, you know, people, at, like, I love Greater Grace, so I've never experience, you know, judgmental things or anything mm-hmm. at that in my church. Like, I love GDC. Like, I love my GDC fam. So, church, nothing really different. I was at an event today, and a girl couldn't see me, and she was like, are you two people actually? One girl couldn't see me. She was like, 
your voice sounds so familiar. I was like, it does? And so I just want people to guess. So I'm not going to be like, oh, no, I'm preaching. You're trying to be like, that's not where I know you from. I don't even watch that. So, <laughs> look at that, look at that. So she was like, oh, my God, you're some preachers that he's right. I can't see you because she didn't have her glasses on. She was mm. like, but I know your voice. Yeah. So certain people sometimes will recognize me. Mm-hmm. And then the only crazy thing is I have like 600 friend requests on Facebook. Oh, so right. every day I was getting like 20 requests. Sure. So that was the only crazy thing, but nothing really, you know, too bad, I guess, mm-hmm. now that, you know, my dad, people have always known him, mm-hmm. but, you know, I guess a lot more people kind of know me now, right. so I guess that's different, so... Well, Kira, again, I want to thank you for for calling in. Um, we about to be friends on Twitter, Kira. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. I'm uh, not going to be. Don't follow, follow me on Instagram or be my Facebook friend because I was only on Twitter for the show. I'm not on Twitter. I'm only on Twitter for this show. We we all on Twitter for the show. Okay, so okay, so before Facebook, I'm on there. Okay, Twitter, I won't be on there until if we get a season two. I will be on You'll Twitter be on for season two, but I'm never on Twitter. Okay. You know, that's warming to hear because okay. we all on Twitter. We're all on Twitter. <laughs> because of the show. show. Right. Well, not me, but anyway. Um, <laughs> be, before before you let it go, be, do let us know where they can find you, um, all of your fans, people that are watching the show, where they can find you on social media that you are on, that you want people to you know follow you on, especially um, with the launch of your, your new ministry in 2016. I know a lot of people are excited about that. Yeah, so you guys can follow me on Twitter. It's just Kiera Ellis, and it's spelled K-I-E-R-A-E-L-L-I-S. Uh-huh. I'm on Facebook, the same thing, Kiera Ellis. And if you want to just follow me on Twitter, all my Instagram pictures just go there. So mm-hmm. it's Kiera M. Ellis. And, yeah, that's it. That's, that's where you it. can follow me and see all my fun pictures and we have, oh, we, we're going to follow you, girl. I'm going to follow you, girl. I need to be a Patrick Patrick. I like the things you're saying. I'm, anyway. I'm glad we gave you a platform to speak your right. piece because now right. I, I'm following you. I don't, the Patrick, oh, he feels the you. anointing somehow. I don't know what you're doing. But anyway, Kara, thank you so much. Um, and we'll talk to you next time. Hopefully there's a, I know there's going to be a next season. So uh, if there's next season, season two, you'll be back on the show with us. Absolutely. Awesome. You guys awesome. are so much fun. Yeah, oh, thank you. God bless you, girl. All right. All right. We'll see you later. Okay. Bye. Thank All you right. guys so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Bro, are you trying to get you a, have a, been a, a date? What are you today? trying to do? Are you hey, trying to stop this? No, no. I, 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 I want her to know me. <laughs> uh, Kara, for the fifth time, this is Patrick Paul. I uh, just wanted to let oh, you know. Yeah. I got another question for you. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Well, you know, we have multiple people talking to you. P A T R I C No K. Can I'm following you, girl? Because you know, I'm just saying. Well, you don't get on the show. Love Jones with a P K. Jeez. Anyway, I ain't having that. Dallas come down my house. Yeah, right, right, right. Good thing she in Detroit. Um, but no, I, I, I think it's good that she get, kind of gave us that, you know, and, and I think anytime, and that's why I like people on the show, um, because they can kind of give their real story. Yeah. Because again, going back to TV with editing, a lot of stuff doesn't get out, so things get misconstrued. And I thought it was good. And I agree with you. She was my favorite PK on there. She, I was, think she's she, like she so was, amazing. Yeah, like, she, was she, was, she was dope. She was really? dope. Level headed. She was dope. I and mean, you tell she comes from a good family. Yeah. And I like how she was like, man, my house is big. Like, yeah. I didn't even know it was that big because yeah. I live there, but yeah. it's cool. You got the real. So um, before we close out, I want to kind of talk about. Um, we talked about it a little bit, but the Shelby's. There was the one scene um, aside from what we saw with Carletta mm-hmm. uh, when they were talking to Courtney. Courtney. And I know you yeah. brought up Courtney and that whole situation. And we now know, you know, based on her testimony from last episode, she talked about not being pure, losing her virginity. She's using it now as a ministry. Yeah. And then kind of talking to her 
I want to kind of get your take on that specifically because it seemed a little not forced, but not really genuine. And I will just kind of get your take on that if if I was just me or what. No, it's not you. When Courtney is speaking, it's like almost sounds like it's like scripted or they set uh-huh. them there. Um, but for me, it's it's not it's I, with the Shelby's that that's like neither here nor there. For right. Me. Like I. I only want to see ministry out mm-hmm. of this whole situation. Right. And that's what we got. And that's the only thing that was important to me. I'm not really a fan of the Shelby's. Sure. But I'm waiting for the breakout of the music. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for the breakout of her ministry because something is powerful within this family. Yeah. And these kids. And, and something's there with them. But that conversation, as all conversations with the Shelby right. seem a little bit contrived, you know, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. like maybe the producers sit them down to have right. these kind of yeah. conversations, but right. she, she, I, she doesn't look there for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't get much from that conversation as mm-hmm. well, but it did look like they already had had the conversation, but they and had to do it for TV. for TV. It felt that way, but yeah. if you look past all that, past mm-hmm. all the editing and what they were talking about, you know, I, I can give... I can give Courtney the the poster child for redemption. Mm-hmm. I, I'll give her that because she had to go through it and just imagine the stuff she had to hide and go through. Even though she had to relive that for us for television, mm-hmm. I still think she had to live it. And so I'm gonna give her the, I'm gonna give her the stamp of approval for uh, redemption. Give her the stamp. I'm, I'm just stamp. okay as long as she's being obedient. Yeah, that's, that's all. You know, God's gonna ask her for. And right, it's just so powerful because you know you saw the people in that room and mm-hmm. yeah. you can just see worldwide what she could really do right. with this platform and just you know the, them all together what they can do now well, she can take off one of my eyelashes and my eyelashes are like this long I mean like she was she's like this like, she stays with the lash her with mama stay with an asymmetrical yeah. wig yeah, okay yeah, they, they keep that <laughs> I like how he was like I like your hair baby with that and she's like it really? was the worst yeah. wig it was the, out of all her asymmetrical wigs that uh, curly uh, is like the, by the far right, the worst right. like I told you before I think yeah. the older women wear wigs uh-huh. and the younger women wear weaves okay that's mm. what it is. Okay. Um, do you think the uh, Corletta, Corletta and David, do you think that they, uh, David Bullock, do you think that was genuine? That was, that makeup? That was great. I love, I, at first I was going to get on Bullock. I said, she don't need to hear this right now from you, partner. Right. Please don't go hard on her. Right. But when she starts speaking and start mm-hmm. talking to him, he started listening. Mm-hmm. And I appreciated that in him, that he listened. <laughs> she was and, right. And mm-hmm. she was, but that whole conversation, it could have went any other way if Bullock would have acted out of control. Mm-hmm. But that time he listened and he heard her and she had soft words for him and she mm-hmm. was feeling something deep inside too yeah. anyway she so, made a point she said well, you should have told me yeah. that. So, if you right. had stuck around right. and right. talked to me whether you mad or not and you told me I could have fixed it then and there but well I mean I think, I think he did handle I mean now that we know both sides yeah. I, I think we can all agree he didn't handle it the best you know him okay. walking out um, you know because the of situation, everything not the situation. conversation no no no, no, okay. no. I'm okay. talking about the situation okay. so you know it is what it is and but Bullock has the audacity to say right. that that situation hurt his campaign. Right. No, the tickets hurt your campaign. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't well, I think was, that I was going to be upset with him. I was going to be, yeah. be, yeah. be upset with him yeah. when he brought that conversation to the party when right. the party was just to be fellowship. You know, everybody's supposed to fellowship, but they had to have that talk. Well, she called him out. She called him out. Yeah, he was acting funny. He was acting brand new. Yeah. Well, that's why because of who, how he was acting. You know, bottom line. She put him in his place. Yeah. From from an elder standpoint, she put him in his place and he listened. Well, she said, "You like my mama." You know what I'm saying? And I think he he. I think it was more or less he he did feel hurt. You know, obviously he didn't handle it the best, but he was just hurt by it. She made a promise. He felt she didn't deliver it. I mean, that was in the done. I did like that they made up. You know, I really do. And I don't think it was just for campaign purposes for the next year or whatnot. I think. He truly no, exactly. softened up. Yeah, I, I think exactly. he really made a real friend with her. He right had now. to humble himself. Yeah, he, he lost. Did. I mean, yeah. and it wasn't her fault. Yeah. I mean, let's keep it real. Right. So I, I think I will not. He was licking his wounds. Before we skin, I, uh-huh. I do smell the spirit of opportunists 
Unpassable. Nah, I didn't see that at all in that conversation. Oh, you're talking about what the, the, the I said the whole season. Oh, oh season. Yeah, yeah. yeah Bullock. I smell the spirit of opportunist. Yeah. Well, I mean, Reeking I I don't think personally. I don't. I mean, I think it's good. I mean, these are all preachers. You know, this is a television show. I think you should always use whatever opportunity you have to push your agenda. When we talked to him, um, when I had a one-on-one with him, and then when we also talked to him on the phone, I think he does feel for his community. I think we can agree that he feels for I Detroit. Whether he agree. goes about things the right way yeah, or whatever, gets you know, but I think bothered. that I think it's good that he feels, because who else is going to do it? You know I what need, I'm saying? Yeah, I love so it. I, I think love I like that. the fact that mm-hmm. he does that, because mm-hmm. a lot of people won't do that. Yeah. So, I mean, to, to for that purpose, yes. Yeah. You know, if you have something positive going on, that's why I wanted Kira to talk about, you know, what God gave her, you know, with the ministry. Yeah. I think it's good to push that, because it's a great agenda to do so. Yeah, he has my vote. Yeah, so... Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Thank you know, God, if we get that next week. right? I think it's a good time <laughs> for us to go into predictions. Let's do that. And now you're after Buzz TV predictions. So spooky. We need like a shout music predictions for the show. Predictions, predictions. So spooky. All right. So anyway, we're gonna work on that. Um, okay, so predictions. Obviously, this is the season finale. Um, going into next season, um, what do you think? We'll start with Gary. Gary, what do you think going in next season? Give me your predictions. Going into next season, um, I think that <laughs> I don't know because I, 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 you know, talking to Bishop, you know, they kind of left us on a cliffhanger hanger with the whole Mary thing, and I'm, sure. I'm more than sure they're not broken. Enough, yeah, you know, no, of course, I, I'm more than sure. So I think that they're gonna show more of. Them trying to work it them out. working it out. So that's okay. going to be like kind of the big thing okay. with Bishop. Um, with I think the only other person uh, we're not going to see Pastor Alden. <laughs> we didn't see him. <laughs> we this didn't see him. <laughs> we didn't see him this season. He was Casper like, to go so he, he, he was. Coming, the, I can predict uh, no, he ain't coming he, back for season he two. Was this, we saw him on the credits, the yeah. opening credits. That's when we saw him. Pastor Alden ain't coming back for season two. Yeah, uh, he wasn't there for season one. Right, exactly. Th- there we go. And uh-huh. then. Um, I think that uh, Bullock, I think it's gonna be just he's gonna be control. on one. He's gonna be, he's out gonna of be control. on yeah. one. Yeah. Like you know, not if it's a season two because it's gonna be a new opportunity to push, 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 mm-hmm. push, and he's gonna end up you know losing the support of all the others. Mm-hmm. Okay, you what know, you, from my prediction Patrick? now, uh, if they come back and when they come back for the next season, I'm I'm with you totally. I I believe it's gonna be a big story around the Gail Corletta whole thing. Okay. I think it's going to be a big story. They're going to work that. on that. Mm-hmm. I do think that. I do think Bullock is probably going to kick up a lot of dust in every area of wherever he is. Mm-hmm. And everybody else is going to have to fit in. And also my prediction, I'm thinking it's, it might be some it might be some disgruntled Shelby. I'm, you mean there's going to be a rift like I, in their family? Be, it's going to be, no, just in the Shelby 5. Oh, and with the, with the siblings. The All groups usually go array at mm-hmm. one point or another. I believe that's going to be something's going on with uh, Shelby Fox. Maybe the football player. Yeah, that's what I was going to say because Maybe they, it player. doesn't look like everyone is like set on this manifesto. Sure, they're not. in it because they love it, but yeah, they're right. not set on this. But like, he they almost football, sound like she right, right. Yeah, I feel like I have to be here type thing. Right, and I think it's gonna. It's something's going to happen between it. Now, it's not going to be you know. It's not going to be a big riff, mm-hmm. but it's gonna it's gonna do something that's probably going to damage the, the well, Shelby. Well, I hope Dreya. 
Is that that's where Drea? Uh, that's a, the the middle one. The middle one. I the she, one. That, I hope she stick to it because homegirl got a voice oh, on her. She can sing. I think yeah. they're all talented. Yeah. I think they're all talented, yeah. but it's it's a group, and usually yeah. groups. In my prediction, I believe something's going to yeah, happen. It, there. it could, it could, and yeah. it's interesting that you know we haven't seen anything, we haven't heard an album or anything, yeah. Yeah. and usually a lot of times they'll use like if there's a group or something going on, someone sings in the show, they'll promote that. Like you know, I cover Mary Mary, and they promote their projects all the time during right. the show. So they didn't promote anything of them coming out. I, with anything, yeah, or anything. so it'll be, yeah, it'll be interesting. So, might be right. it, it could be. It might be going on right now. It could now. be. It could be. I'll say um, for me, um, I, I do think um, uh, Alden is is not coming back because he wasn't on this season. And I think too, he just he lives in L.A. We know yeah. he lives in L.A. Yeah. So he just it wouldn't make sense for him to be on the next season. He missed the call. Uh, He's not really. His, yeah. his energy. He yeah. made up for it. He made for it. We okay. had him. We had him on a one on one. But I think his heart is is here now. You know, and he, he's doing his thing. Um, I do think. Um, I mean, I agree with mostly everything you said. I think Bullock is going to be on a rampage. I think he's. You're going to see him even heightened. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying as far as. I mean, he was all throughout the episode because he was the X factor in yeah. a sense. You know, he brought the drama, and you need that. You know, in a reality show, that's what people look for. Mm-hmm. So he's definitely going to be back. Yeah. Um, probably stronger than ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that we'll see um, Langston. Uh, Langston. I don't yeah. think we'll see. Well, he wasn't. I mean, we we saw him. He kind of his whole story, like with him, was the whole. The bishop. Yeah, I yeah. mean, him becoming a bishop and then his past. But I don't think there's anything to ride on beyond that. They'll find something. So I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't think pastor. he was a prominent. I don't think he was. He was prominent, but. I mean, that's just me. Okay. That's just me. But as far as everybody else, I do think there's going to be something, a situation with the Shelby Five yeah. uh, that's either going to be with the siblings, um, you know, with the group, something of that nature could be what we saw, you know, in the Internet, you know, talking about yeah, Courtney. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that'll come up. You know, who knows? Um, but I'm excited about next season. We're not writing it as producers. We're yeah. just looking at it yeah. as, as a I'm viewer. excited. We're not hoping that this, these things yeah. happen, but that's what our predictions for probably next season, what storylines. Thanks, Patrick, for telling the viewers. Yeah, I, I need them to know that Patrick. we're, we're not <laughs> wishing. We're not wishing that upon them. Okay. Patrick, I'm about to lay hands you, you on know, you all right of now. Them, right? In the name of Jesus. <laughs> Y'all, that's been our time. We want to thank you for tuning in. Yes. Um, again, this is Bittersweet Season Finale. Oh. Best believe that um, when Season 2 comes out, we will be back um, full yes. force. Uh, giving you the 411, just like we do now. Lord again, <laughs> I'm your host, Slim Gonzalez. You can find me on social media, uh, on Twitter and Instagram, at the Poet Saint. Uh, and Mr. this is Patrick, Patrick Paul. Paul Paul at my Twitter and Patrick Paul at Instagram and Facebook. P A T R I C no K P A T R I C no K. And of course, the people's favorite. The people's favorite. <laughs> you guys can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at I am Gary Thomas, and of course, I am GaryThomas.com. Word. All right, y'all. Thank you. God bless. We'll see you next time. Thank you. See you next season. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.